Hey, amazing listeners, it's Tony, and I can't believe it's been a whole year since we started this roller coaster with you on raising his kids. Hey, everyone, Lauren here. Thanks for joining us on this special anniversary episode. We're ready to spill the beans on anything you want to know. But before we dive in, a quick reminder if you love what we do and want to support the podcast, consider checking out our Patreon. Your support means the world to us. And don't forget about our awesome community on our free Facebook group. It's a safe space to connect with other stepmoms and share your stories. Grab your coffee or wine, whatever suits your mood, and let's get cozy for this celebratory episode. All right. Well, um, I'll start by asking you some questions from our listeners that, and I've slipped some of my own in there also. Okay. What was the face for? I'm just nervous because I didn't actually oh. read all the questions. I didn't either. I was like, I don't know if I should, but I kind of want to, I want my responses to be like candid. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first one is, what was it like leaving your first step-parent relationship and are you still in contact? This one was hard. I was... 22 turning 23 and I had basically been the only mother MJ had known because his mum wasn't in the picture and I went no contact with his father for several reasons and although he offered that I could stay in the picture I couldn't stand to be around him um so it was hard and I made the decision to just cut off all contact also because of MJ's disabilities I knew it would probably be better for him for a clean break anyway because he there'd come a time where he just no longer remembered me if I wasn't constantly there and I figured that would be easier on him as for am I still in contact I am friends with my ex's sister-in-law on Facebook and I keep in contact with her and her kids and get updates on MJ that way uh recently MJ's dad did connect with me on Instagram but there's been nothing but like a few photos shared of MJ here and there oh that's that's so sad that it would get to a point where he just like didn't remember you though yeah, he brought him into my work. He was randomly in the area where I was working. This is, I want to say it was before I was pregnant with Miss K and they came in and he had absolutely no idea who I was. Oh. And it was kind of beautiful because it made me go, yeah, I did the right thing because I think it would have been more hurtful if I stuck around and then moved on with my life. You know, not only did he have the disabilities, he was still very young and I-, I right. The fact that he didn't know who I was, it was bittersweet. It was like, ouch. Yeah, but definitely. <laughs> but it reiterated that I did the right thing rather than being an in and out figure in his life like his mother already was. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. When he's already had that one person like that do that, it's good that you weren't part of that. But that must have hurt so bad. Yeah, but it, it was bittersweet. And, you know, I can see the person that he's growing into. Right. Okay, this one came through on my Blooming Stepmom page, and she said, I have to ask, what is Tony short for? Nothing. So my dad absolutely loved the name Tony, and my mum got to name my brother, and he has a long name that can be shortened to something else. And she kept at my dad that she wanted to name me Antoinette or Antonia since he wanted Tony. And he was like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. It's just Tony. That's awesome. That's really funny though. That it's short for nothing. I feel like the way this person asked this, it sounded like it was like eating her up, like trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's yep. It's short for nothing. And I only know, personally know one other Tony whose name is just Tony. I know one other Tony, but I don't know if it's short for anything or not. Yeah. And personally, I hated my name growing up. And that's why I wanted to give Miss K such a, it's still a unisex name, but it's, I spelt it quite feminine. 
Right. I agree. I like to think. So, because I just, I didn't want her growing up with a unisex name and getting bullied for having a boy's name. Although, did that happen? It happened a lot as a kid. And I just know, at least her name, I think, isn't going to be bullied or associated as a man's name. I think it's like an older man's name but it's used quite commonly now as a female name so yeah I think so too it's like even if it is a boy's name it's like very very unisex okay the next one is what is the most challenging part of blending two families different parenting styles across three different households oh yeah I bet that must be really hard especially if you and your husband are different it would be four yeah we're very I'd like to say for the most part we're very much the same we have the same family values even if we disagree on how we're each parenting the kids our values like the core values are the same so I think that makes it easier and like he'll tell me if I'm overstepping or if he thinks I'm even overstepping with big k and being too harsh and vice versa and we respond really well to that but the biggest struggle is you know not having that control of how they're parented in their other households. And the fact is we do have three boys that leave and go to two separate households where there's more non-parenting happening. Yeah, What we believe be, is non-parenting. Right. That must be really, really hard to have these three kids going to two different houses, being parented differently and then coming back and being parented mm-hmm. differently. Yeah, that must be really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, what is a skill or talent you have that might surprise our listeners? Okay, this one I really don't know how to answer, but from the age of four, I did Taekwondo and I almost got up to a black belt and I would have been a black belt before I was 16, except my dad was my instructor and he refused to allow the master instructor to double grade me. Why? Because my dad figured I wouldn't learn every, like, I wouldn't learn if I kept skipping grades. Oh, okay. So he wanted me to do every grade individually and slow down the process. Oh, so that's cool. Though. Yeah. That's a pretty cool skill to have. I think I hadn't actually talked about it before. So yeah, I can I can take down you know a ninety kilo man. That's awesome. That's a really good skill so, to have. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what else to say to that one. I was talking about getting um, Miss A enrolled in some sort of like thing like that too, just for like self defense sake. Yeah, I want to put Miss K into self defense, and I also want to because Big K is getting like severely bullied this year, especially the last four months. So I want to put him into some sort of self defense class next year. And my husband's like, "Oh, but we don't need to be teaching him how to fight." I said, "No, but we need to teach him to defend himself." Yeah, I agree. That's really hard. A poor kid. I know. Okay, what, or no, sorry, wrong one. How do you and your partner create and maintain a sense of intimacy and connection amidst the challenges of a blended family life? We schedule sex if we haven't had sex in a week. We, that's a big one for us is, you know, we're both very physical humans. So if, if because it's all been too much, we schedule it, we go, it's happening tonight. Or even sometimes we'll send each other dirty text messages throughout the day while the other's at work, just to let each other know that we're thinking of each other. And even if we're not being physical because we are too tired, that we are thinking of being physical with each other. Um, like that attraction is still like shown. Yeah. And then we try to do date nights, which is harder because we don't always have a babysitter for Miss K, but that we try to make sure, especially like birthdays and anniversaries, you know, I've spoken about it before. Instead of buying each other gifts, we tend to go away for the weekend and schedule a babysitter with normally my parents for that weekends that we get at least 
there's three weekends in a year that we're having alone time. Right. Yeah, that's super important. Super, super. Uh, What is your favorite thing about yourself? I really don't know. I'm going through a phase where I really don't like anything about myself. And I think it's because my best asset, I would always say, was my boobs. And after after breastfeeding two kids, they are no longer perky. And so I've been crying saying, I want a boob job. I want a reduction, a lift and implants. <laughs> then maybe I'll like them again. So yeah, I don't, there's nothing I really like at the moment, but that's well, Even that's if it's not like physical, it could be like yeah. something else. I don't know. I don't know. I get weird talking about like things I like about myself, but yeah, um, I got nothing. So well, it used to be my mom and stepmom. Well, thank you. I that's something I struggle with sometimes. I don't, I know. I guess I'm always questioning myself mm-hmm. on if I am a good mom. Uh, am I a good stepmom? Am I doing right? And I think I've spoken about it before. I once had a customer who told me that I was an amazing mom, and they could tell because I was questioning on whether or not I was doing the right thing and and in being like doing right. things as a mom. And they said. Only the good mums question if they're doing the right thing. The bad mums think that they've got their shit don't sink. Yeah. And my aunt just told me that too. She's like, if you're questioning it, you're already a good mom. It's like, that's pretty solid advice. Yeah. And it, same thing goes for stepmotherhood. If you're questioning if you're a good stepmom, you're already a good stepmom. Definitely. So I agree. Also, like what you were saying about your boobs being your best asset or whatever pregnancy changes the way you look at your body in a way I was not prepared for it is absolutely yeah. insane and then not only have I carried two babies one was a c-section so I have the constant mum pouch I can never get rid of that I have this scar hip bone to hip bone the stretch mark so then when I was pregnant with Miss K this my c-section scar like spread out and stretch marks so they go like down my vagina and up my belly but in saying that like I can live with that. I can't live Mm. with the fact that my boobs are two different sizes, for example, because it's not even just breastfeeding. Pregnancy alone changes your boobs. And so there's just no fullness to them anymore. Right. Yeah, I I understand. And then after all the weight loss, like the amount of weight that I lost, it's just that's made more drastic changes to my body. And I guess that's why I'm in a hard place because I've gotten to a point where I'm healthy. I'm at a healthy weight and now I don't like how I look. Right. I know. It's so crazy. Like the way your mind does that to you. It's so crazy. Yeah. And I'm trying not to let it show, especially around Miss K, because I don't ever want her questioning her body because I know growing up, my mom would always be like, oh, I'm so fat. And now I look back on pictures of my childhood and I'm like, my mom said that she was fat. Like she wasn't fat then. She's fat now. She wasn't fat then. And it's like, this is where I have my unrealistic body image standards from. And I don't want to project that onto Miss K. I totally agree. I do. I'm the same way. But when we were kids, this is like so off topic. When we were kids, like the standard of being fat was totally different than it is now. Mm-hmm. It's like in the 90s, everyone was like stick models and all that stuff. So your mom probably did see herself like that because of what she was like comparing herself to. Absolutely. And whereas now, you know, a more curvaceous body is more standard, more acceptable. But those of us who grew up in the 90s are still struggling with that mentally, especially if it was projected onto us at a young age. Exactly. So true. It sucks. Okay. So this is a fun one. What celebrity would you choose to be your best friend? I picked two. 
Yeah, sure. Pink and Johnny Depp. Oh, that's a good one. Pink. I never would have picked pink, I don't think, but that would be so fun. I, I absolutely love pink. Like I've followed her since I was like a kid and just she seems like a fun person, not just like her music and just her political views and her views of life. I just love. And Johnny Depp, I just feel like could be a good time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe even Robert Downey Jr. Oh, really? Yeah, but I like Iron Man, so. Oh, uh, true. I prefer Iron Man over Thor, so. Like the superhero or the actor? Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't really have a preference, to be honest. I don't <laughs> think I've ever really cared enough, but I think Iron Man's kind of annoying. Kind of annoying. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's very narcissistic <laughs> and he's smug, mm-hmm. but I feel like he'd be a good time. Yeah, if he likes you, it probably would be. If yeah, if he doesn't like me, it's just. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so your last one is share your biggest life hack. My biggest life hack. Can you give me a little help? Because I've got a few life hacks, like one to getting the kids ready in the morning, dress them in the clothes they're wearing to school the night before. Oh. If you're a working mum on your day off, cook up a crap load of meals and freeze them so that they can just be reheated. And buy Chinese, well, we have plastic Chinese takeout containers. I don't know if you guys do, yeah, but yeah. portion them out and... So I do it for the kids. And to make it easier for my husband, I write what it is and how many serves are in the container. So if it's one serve, it's for one child. If it's three serves, he knows to pull it out and heat it up and disper- like distribute it across the three boys. They're probably my biggest hacks that have helped me, especially when I was a single mom or even when I was a working mom in a relationship, but being a solo mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, those are good hacks. Does your husband not cook? Uh, he does, but I, I don't really also, cook, so I'm not judging. I'm just asking. He does, but I enjoy cooking. Okay. And I like to know what the kids are eating, but you know, I've dropped the ball a bit lately, just juggling everything. My days off, you know, I have one day off with Miss K and then I have a day off without her and I'm purely dedicating that to podcast stuff. And so then I have the weekend and I'm trying to spend time on the weekend and it's Christmas time. So things are busy. So I've dropped the ball on the meal prepping, but he's been like nailing it, getting dinner ready for the kids, whether it's sausages with packet pasta or, you know, anything like that, just simple stuff he can do. And I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not really a big chef either. I don't, I don't cook much. My husband likes to do it and I just let him. Yeah. That's the way it works. I cook and my husband cleans up the kitchen. We're opposite because he will never clean it the way I want it clean. So mm-hmm. if I cook, I'm going to end up cleaning also. So I'm like, I'll just clean. Yeah. And that's why we do it the way we do it because I can never clean to my husband's standard because nothing is ever clean to his standard. Even his clean is not clean to his standard and he'll clean something like three times. Oh my God. I'm not that bad. So anyway, now it's my turn to ask you some questions. Okay. All right. What's the reason behind Karen not allowing you to take tea out of state? Is it rooted or bitterness? I think it's rooted in control. And Mm -hmm. this whole thing was created during the time where she was doing everything she could to make it so my husband got no time at all. So she was basically just throwing rules out there, hoping he wouldn't agree to it, making court go on longer, and then trying to get him to like agree to the bare minimum basically it worked on some level because he had only had two days to start um and then like we obviously got more but yeah I think it's just a control thing I think most of what she does is a control thing have you ever asked to be able to take him on like a short break 
Um, we asked, uh, before our wedding, we didn't say it was our wedding. We were just like, oh, can we take him for this like party or something like that? And, um, it was like the quickest. No, it was like, as soon as we had sent the text, you could see like her little dots just saying no. And like, that was the end of it. Like, and we were like, okay, well, like we're going to want to take him out of state at some point. And she starts like typing like this long paragraph or whatever, but her like, she's impossible to work with so we gotta once we go back for more custody we're gonna try to get all that rate work too but um we need a break from paying from our last court thing which was super expensive I know that we only really just finished paying off our court like we just kept putting it on credit card like yeah we took like a 401k loan out I don't know if you guys can do that but we took that out of my husband's 401k so we're still paying that back yeah no so we what's similar to a 401k is our super and we can't do that only like for extreme circumstances like financial hardship can we do it but we couldn't take money out of my husband's super to be able to pay for court because that would be nice if we could mm-hmm. but we can't yeah it is really nice to not have to put it on a credit card if you have to take the loan at all which it always sucks to take the loan but if you do that is the best way to do it at least it was for us yeah the the best thing for us was that we got points on the credit card which got us a whole bunch of free stuff see i hadn't thought of i might have suggested we put some of it on a credit card if i thought about that yeah so yeah that that's another thing anyway getting off topic again how do you handle a challenging situation with a constantly negative and confrontational karen um gray rocking is like our best friend like if you don't know what that is it's just one word answers to the point no emotion in your text or whatever at all don't show emotion don't show any reactions just like one word answer is all dry text. And that's pretty much how we get through everything. And then when she starts getting like super worked up and with the name calling and stuff, we just like put an end to the conversation. And we're like, once you're like, we say it nicer than this, but this is what I'm coming up with right now. We're like, once you calm down, um, we can finish this conversation. Obviously that yeah. wording would not work, but yeah. I mean, it doesn't work anyway, because she's always like, no, we want to have the conversation now, but we just end it. And then like, we'll start it back up later. Yeah. And that's perfect. That's what and you got to do through- in high comfort. Yeah, that we learned that through a lot of like doing the wrong thing because we fought her for a while. Like if she would start mm-hmm. the name calling, we would just be like, you know, like there's no reason for that. You don't need to call names, like blah blah. And it none of it was working. There's no point in fighting her. So yeah. we just great rocket. It, it's like my husband reached out to her again, thinking that she'd be like our Karen again, um, not your Karen. So um, thinking that should be more reasonable about the fact that we are going to 50-50 on January 1st. So thinking that she might reconsider changing the boys' schools to a school halfway between to make it easier so they can catch a bus to and from school from both houses. I'm going to send you the message. Um, She sent a novel of an email and instead of reacting and commenting on her snide remarks on anything, my husband just responded with, thanks for your email. No changes required. Thanks. Wait, I thought she was considering it. Yeah, this came after she was considering it. So I got my hopes up for nothing. Oh, God. And she basically said, fuck you. If you can't get the boys to and from school, they will only go to school near my house. And if you can't do that, you can give up your custody. Oh, that's why is that always the go to? No, we're not giving up custody of the kids. They're his kids too. They're our kids. Right. And that's like, that's like the control thing that I was just talking about is like, they just do whatever they want. And they're like, oh, if you don't like it, 
You can give it up, even though they know you're not going to give it up. So they just think they can yeah, do whatever they want. That's it. But in, in the message, and I hope one day the boys hear this, in the message, she basically said how the boys are inconveniencing her life and her husband's life, but she chooses to um, put them as a priority. Bitch, oh, if you're wow. putting them as a priority, you would be putting them in a school halfway between so they can get to and from both houses. And no one's proud of you for putting your own kids as a priority. No, and she's not putting them as a priority because she doesn't allow Big J to go to after school tutoring because it's inconvenient for her work schedule. Yeah, like if she, if they're inconveniencing her so much, why doesn't she give up custody? But you can't suggest that. No, we can't suggest that. (laughs) All right. Next one is dealing with a Karen who doesn't stick to court papers. Any advice on navigating such difficulties? We have started just recently, so I don't know how well it's going to work long term, but we say, uh, like, as per the court orders, we have him this Thanksgiving, or like, as per the court orders, you can't take him on our weekend without like prior notice or stuff like that. Like, if she tries to fight our custody orders, mm-hmm. then we just say, like, this is what the court order says. And so far, it's been working. Yeah. Cause she's probably scared that you're at a point that you're going to take her back to court for contempt of court yeah probably because i mean we have so much evidence of it we Mm -hmm. definitely could and you're stronger now and your household and the fact that t has a sibling in your house would be favorable with the courts to allow him to be there more right and i think that since he is almost eight if we went to court again he like he would be able to have like he would be interviewed and he would be able to have some say in it so he would probably want to spend more time with us so she's probably like a little worried about that absolutely unless of course his grandmother gets in his ear before like that interview which is what happened to us like karen got into the boys ears and told them what to say they basically repeated her words that sucks i mean that's definitely a possibility but it's just i mean she would definitely do that too but that's so it's just so wrong it's narcissistic but that's what these women are right exactly all right can you share a memorable moment from your journey as a stepmom that had a positive impact on your relationship with T? This is like one thing that I like hold really close to me is that when he was like, I don't know, maybe like four, he was super young and he was still trying to figure out like his family and like who belonged where. And he kept asking me like who I am in his family because he was confused of why he called mom and dad, but like I was just a first name. So mm-hmm. it's like, we were just sitting on the couch drawing and he's like, what do I call you and my family? And it was just like the sweetest thing to me. And I was like, oh, I'm just Lauren. And he's like, oh, but you should have a name too. And I was like, oh, well, you think of one. He never did think of one. But it was just like the sweetest thing to me that like at that age, he was like realizing that I was part of his family. Yeah, that that is beautiful. And I think the fact that you came into his life at such a young age probably helped that. Whereas coming in and the kids are older, and like, I'm not talking teenagers because my boys weren't teenagers, but, and I talk about it to this day. Like I have Big J who is fully accepting. I am stepmom, but he will not tell anyone that I am his stepmom. I am his other mom. He would rather think he has two mums than a stepmom and a mum. And then you've got little J who will call me his stepmom, but would rather just be I'm Big K's mum. Like that that's what he would prefer to call me. Like he will say that I'm his brother's mum, but okay. not his mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably confusing for like 
the younger kids, but I mean, whatever makes them comfortable, I'm, I feel like that's how it should be. But that, that's a sweet moment for you and T. The next one is how is bringing an ours baby into your family? Would you do it again? Um, I would do it again because she's like the best thing that ever happened. Um, but it was harder than I expected. Um, mm-hmm. I well, I it was harder and easier because I expected bio mom to go nuts, and then I expected mm-hmm. my stepson to be like really excited, and it was kind of opposite. Like she didn't go nuts, like she was fine, and he wasn't excited at all. Now he lo- he's like loving her now. This last visit mm-hmm. we had, he was like all like talking about his sister like the whole time. Ironically enough, though, his grandma moved away like two weeks before wow. the last time we had him, and I'm like, I wonder if that has something to do with this. Hopefully, but- she stays away. I hope so. But yeah, so um, he's like loving her now. And it was really, really hard, but I would definitely do it again. Yeah, I'm, I love that he's loving her now. And I did say to you, when she's less of a, like a potato lump, yeah. he and she's doing stuff, he'll want to be more actively involved, which is kind of like, the boys would like hold Miss K, but they didn't really get really excited until she was actually doing stuff. Yeah. And that's basically it. Cause she's six months now and she laughed at him. Like he was like playing with his toys and she laughed at it and he like fell in love with it or like with her. So yeah. So now he's like all about her. I know. It's and so he's like, beautiful. Oh, he was talking to his mom and he's like, Oh, my baby sister laughed at me. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I'm so happy. He's finally happy about this. Yes, that is perfect. Um, the next one is, what is something you didn't expect when you had an owl's baby? I didn't expect my stepson not to be excited. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like I didn't really have a lot of expectations because I try not to with things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of let things go with the flow. So I don't really think I had anything else I was like really unprepared for. Yeah, no, that sounds about right for you because you're pretty yeah. pretty calm. Yeah, um, I try. <laughs> if you had to pick a theme song for your life, what would it be and why? Oh my God, that's such a good question. I wish I had read this one before so I could think about it. <laughs> now you um, know what, I, what it's like. <laughs> um, uh, Like off the top of my head, I'm thinking Tom Petty running down a dream because I feel like mm-hmm. that's always my life. I'm just like finding new dreams and running after them. Yeah, good vibes, good vibes. Yeah. The next one, because you're a little travel bug, is share a favorite travel destination or dream vacation that you've always wanted to experience. Norway is definitely on the top of my list of places that I want to go, but I haven't been. Probably, I don't know, I have so many millions of places that I want to go. But Norway is definitely my top, I think. And what's your favorite that you have been? Spain or Scotland. Yeah. I really love Scotland. I loved them all. <laughs> I tried to say. Yeah. I want to go to Scotland. It's like my husband and I talking. So we're aiming 2025, but it's probably not going to happen 2025. It's probably going to more happen by the time I turn 40. So we're more like 2030. We're going to do a big US trip because I said to him, like, I want to see a lot on the West Coast, but I also want to see a lot on the East Coast, including meeting you and Madison. So I'm like, you know, I can't go and do one side and not the other. So we want to go for like a month. Well, if you are on the West Coast, I will get on a five-hour plane ride and meet you over there. (laughs) If you've traveled across the world. (laughs) Yeah, but there's still so much I want to see. Like I want to see New York and everything like that too. So we just want to make a, do a big trip. So hopefully if I don't get to do both East and West, then you can just come to the West coast. Yeah. But you really can't go to the U S without going to New York. I know. Right. Like 
even my husband hasn't been like he's done Vegas and LA and everything like that and I want to do it and I want to see I want to go to the theme parks like I want to go to Disney and Universal and I want to see Hollywood and do all that but I also want to go to the east coast and see New York and I want to go to Washington and just see all the cool stuff on the other side like it's such a cool country and we learn more about it in our schools here than we do learn about anything in Australia it's like really anything Yeah, it's crazy. Like I don't, there's not much I remember learning about my own country at school in the way of doing um, history or geography. I, you know, retain more facts about like American history and stuff. And it's like, shouldn't I know more about my own country? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. That's so funny. We had like in high school, at least in my high school, we had three years of American history and one year of world history. So like the entire world was in one year and then we had three full years of American history. Yeah, that's crazy. I just... We probably did like world history and there was like little snippets of ours, but it's just all the American history is the stuff that I remember. And I guess because a lot of the stuff is monumental for the entire world, Mm -hmm. like things that have happened in America. So that's probably why. Right. Very true. Okay. And now we have some questions for the both of us. So the first one is, how do you reframe your thinking about being the second wife? Focus on the fact that you're the only wife. Yes. Don't even let the term second wife be in your your vocabulary. No, just cancel that one out. Just stop thinking of yourself as the second wife. You are the only wife. Yes. And I, um, like I dwelled on that for a long time, but once you get out of that, it like sets you free. It really does. The next one is strategies for coping when Karen isn't sharing important dates and events or informs you last minute. Well, for stuff that's not like a doctor's appointment that she makes, like we just look it up ourselves now. Like we'll call the school and get like important dates if we need them or like the public school calendar is online. So we make sure we like Mm -hmm. import it into our Google calendar. Um, So we're not relying on her for anything. And then like if he tells us like if he's not feeling well or um, I don't know, he hurt himself or something, we'll always text her and be like, oh, is there any appointments coming up that we should know about or anything like that? You can't really do that like every week or anything but mm-hmm. once he like gives us like a clue that something might be wrong we ask I don't know it's, it's really hard though to not have those dates it, it is and you know I was the oversharing bio mom who was constantly chasing down bio dad going you know this is on this is on this is on are you coming are you coming are you coming and then I also had to take a step back and go not my responsibility mm-hmm. like he's a parent too so he needs to make sure that he has his contact information up to date with the school he needs to request that the school send him that information as well because it's not my responsibility to chase down and make sure that they're sending it to him if he's not getting it it's his responsibility for my stepsons we have always made sure that our email address is listed that we're listed as parents that we get the information too we get fully involved with the class teachers going hey you know, where dad and stepmom, please feel free to reach out to us. Let us know if we can help in any way. As for appointments, we've had Karen not sharing important doctor's appointments and she doesn't like it when the same's done to her, even though she basically told us that, you know, little Jay doesn't need a dietitian. We said, that's fine. We're going to go ahead and we're going to do it anyway. And that was the end of the conversation. And then she cracked it because we didn't inform her of the appointment. Um, she didn't even think he needed it. So you didn't think she Well, cared. that's why we didn't do it. She, she, she didn't care. So, and also we needed to be able to talk freely about the fact that we believe that she's neglecting him by not making sure he's eating enough. Right. Um, now we've had two appointments with the dietitian. If she wants to come to another, to the next appointment, sure. We'll let her know because she needs to start realizing that not feeding him enough food is causing problems, but we don't make a habit of not informing of appointments, but 
if you know where the regular GPs or general practitioner, I know you guys, it works differently for you guys, but if you know the regular doctors, maybe try and stay in contact, even ask them, like, is there any upcoming appointments? Can you make sure if appointments are made that I'm also notified? Right. Yeah. Also, um, I don't know how common this is, but for us, we are able, so we have like an app basically for like all my doctor's appointments and everything. And then we were able to add Miss A to my app. So mm-hmm. when she gets, when even I'm the one making her appointments, I get a notification of that. So if that's an option for you to do something like that, where you can add the kids, um, I would just mm-hmm. do that. Cause then you don't need to rely on her at all. You can just rely on the app to tell you. Yeah. And if this stepmoms in Australia, we have that thing too, because some doctor surgeries have apps. Um, but the problem we have is that the kids have two separate Medicare cards Oh, right. Um, okay. So they have one with their mum, they have one with us. So she doesn't automatically get um, notified of standard appointments. Gotcha. Okay. Effective ways to respond to a Karen trying to create conflict without getting caught up in ongoing disputes. Grey rock. Grey rock. Exactly. That's what you got to do. You know, keep everything brief, come up with some like one line answers that you can have in like a bank. So even reach out to Lauren or I and we can help you if you've got some common topics that come up, we can help you come up with like scripted word, like sentences that you can just copy and paste and keep using over and over and over again. Yeah, that's a good idea. Definitely reach out to us for that because it has saved my sanity. Absolutely. Every time Karen comes at us for extra money, we send the same email back stating that, you know, what she's asking for money for is covered in her child support. And if she wants to enter into a binding child support agreement where neither of us pay child support, but we split all of these costs 50-50, we will be happy to oblige. But until then, she can cover the cost out of her child support. (laughs) Probably because she knows that child support is more. Yeah. Yeah. She's just trying to double dip, but it's like, no, we're not doing that. If you're, if we have 50, 50 custody and you're receiving child support, you can cover the, like the cost of that. Considering we still cover their extracurricular activities. We don't ask her for it. Like how has hosting raising his kids impacted your own personal growth and understanding of blended family dynamics? I think like hearing from all the listeners and stuff and really seeing like different perspectives and everything has helped me grow as a stepmom. Absolutely. And I think since starting the podcast, it also helped me rein in how much I was sharing because I'm a chronic oversharer. I put it down to being an undiagnosed neurodivergent person, but you know, some things need sharing, but sometimes I also need to curb the way I say it because I understand that the way that I have said things in the past make Karen feel targeted, make my son's dad feel targeted, make Karen 2.0 feel targeted. And that is not my intent. My intent is to share my story to help others. Right. Definitely. Reflecting on the past year of podcasting, what's a lesson or insight you've gained about stepmotherhood? Well, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with the other one, but mm-hmm. well, that that's like personal, but stepmotherhood it really has reiterated for me that no roller coaster is the same. Yes, none. It's so crazy how different, even if like from the outside it looks the same. It's- That's it. It's like when we first connected, we're like, oh my God, why are these women such Karens? And we found it so relatable and we bonded over the fact that they were doing the exact same things at the exact same time, which I still blame the moon cycle. <laughs> me too. But the roller coaster that we're on is 
so different, but we can still support each other because we can relate. Right. Plus it's helpful because having like an outside view of like something that like you giving me advice on something that you haven't gone through or Mm -hmm. you're not going through is like helpful because when you're in like the thick of it, you're really feeling all the emotions and everything. So having like an outside view from someone who doesn't fully understand really helps. It does. It really does. And the last one for both of us is if you could do your life over, would you still be a stepmom? That's really hard because I feel like my answer to that depends on what's going on around me. But overall, I think yes. Yeah. Like there's part of me that's like, I would not do this again. Mm-hmm. Like the drama, everything, the heartache, the constant fighting, the court battle, the what feels like a waste of money, just throwing money at a brick wall. I don't want to go through that again. But the love and the family I've created from it, absolutely. Right. That's it. Like when I'm going through the hardest things, I'm always like, if this doesn't work out, I will never date another man with kids. Like I can't stand being a stepmom. But like when it's good, it's like really good. That's it. And it's like, does the good outweigh the bad? Hopefully. It usually does does. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I thought we could wrap up the episode by doing a quick this or that. So I'll ask you first. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Beach vacation or mountain retreat? Both, but I'll go mountain retreat. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Fiction or nonfiction books? I always get this confused. Is fiction fiction factual? I think so. I always get them confused, but I think so. How about I just answer this with, I like a good smutty book every now and then, and I've gotten really into some thrillers. Yes, I love thrillers. Um, Yoga or cardio workout? Yoga. Movie night in or dinner out? Movie night in. I already know the answer to this one now, but dogs or cats? Cats. Sweet or savory snack? Sweet. Comedy or drama movies? Drama, but horror are my favorite. Yeah, me too. Phone call or text message? Text message. Don't call me. Never. Please don't call. (laughs) All right, now it's my turn. Summer or winter? Um, Of those two, I'll say summer, but definitely fall or spring are my favorite. I just, I will see. I also want to travel to the states in winter because I want to see like thick snow. Oh yeah, see, I grew up in thick snow, and there's nothing fun about that for me. City life or countryside? Countryside. Morning routine or evening routine? Evening. Podcasts or audiobooks? Podcasts. <laughs> well, I know the answer to this one because you don't cook. Cooking at home or dining out? <laughs> uh, dining out. <laughs> Music or podcasts while working out? Music. Road trip or flying? Flying. I cannot stand being in the car. Book or e-reader? Book. I prefer an actual book too. Like, don't give it to me on a device. I like pages. Me too. Netflix or Hulu? Uh, I don't have Netflix, so I guess I'll say Hulu. All right. Disney? I do have Disney. But there are two really good shows that I watched on my sister's Netflix. So, And those have been my favorite shows for a while. So maybe I do say Netflix. See, we we don't even have Netflix. We've got... Disney. I'm using Bex Disney and then we pay for Prime. I have I don't even know if she's using my Prime. I gave her my login, but I don't know if she's using it. That's a cool little deal you got there. Yeah, it gets too expensive otherwise. Early riser or night owl? I prefer to be a night owl, but now that I have a baby, I'm an early riser. Yeah. And that's one thing that I struggle with. I'm like getting up early, but I'm also staying up late just for that time to unwind, which is not me too. No, it's not. Okay, well, thanks for being with us for a whole year. If you've enjoyed this episode, show us some love by leaving a written review wherever you like to listen. And let's keep the conversation going on your favorite social media platforms. Until next time, take care and stay connected. Bye. Bye.